Knowledge is power, and we are all about empowering the mamas of the world. In each episode, we will unravel and interpret the latest research and evidence-based practices for pregnancy, postpartum, and motherhood. As mums and researchers ourselves, we have experienced firsthand the overwhelming complexity of information, myths, and those classic old wives' tales. I'm Dr. Renee White. And I'm Dr. Mika Petucci. And, and this, this is The Science of Motherhood. motherhood. Hello and welcome to The Science of Motherhood. I'm your co-host, Dr. Renee White, and... Today, she is joined by Dr. Mika Matucci. Yay! I'm so happy to be back with you all. She's back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> normally, normally, people are used to me saying, and my co-host, Dr. Mika Matucci, is dullering and doing all her thang with her two beautiful cherubs. But she is back, and we have decided to start a new format for the podcast. Now, don't everyone freak out. We are still having the wonderful interviews with the researchers and academics and experts within the field, but we thought that we'd like to just do a few little check-in podcast episodes as well. These are going to be short and sweet little check-in episodes with just me and Mika talking about motherhood women's health, and checking in with what's going on. And today's episode is kind of my turn. I'm going to go first because I feel like this is something that, again, we probably don't talk about a lot with women's health and we have been raised in a society where we just get on with it. I'm talking about Bleed Week. Okay, I have become quite fascinated with the menstrual cycle, hormone levels, changes in energy, nutrition, and all those wonderful things. And that was after reading the book, and I've got it here for all those playing at home. The It's called In the Flow by Alyssa Vitti, and she's got a wonderful app as well, which um, you can track your period on. And the tagline is a 28-day plan working with your monthly cycle to do more and stress less. Now, some of you may have read this book. I highly recommend it. It has kind of changed the way that I look at my bleed week because it makes you think about it as a month. And one of the complexities about women is that we have changing hormones all the time. This is one of the reasons why a lot of medical research and clinical trials and things like that do not have a lot of women involved because we are such complex creatures and they can't, um, they can't take into account all of our complexities. Yes, I'm going with that. Any variable. (laughs) There's lots and lots of variables, um, with women, but One of the things that I loved about um, Alyssa's book was that she has these amazing tables about um, the different types of exercise and food that you should be consuming at different stages of your cycle. So, for example, and this and 
I'm going to say this is one of the things that kind of freaked me out because generally around the time of my period, I was always craving like um, roast pork. And I was like, what is it with this roast pork thing? And then when I was reading her book, you turn to the table for the menstrual phase and in the meat section, it says duck and pork. She recommends duck and pork because they're obviously high in iron, high in fat, which is, you know, the stuff that you need, that kind of comfort food and everything while um, you're in your bleed cycle. And it got me really thinking. And the other fascinating thing about it is your energy levels. So she talks about, um, you know, when you're in a particular phase, you've got a lot more energy. And so you're probably more likely to be starting projects and thinking about creative ideas. And then, you know, probably when you're in your menstrual cycle, probably a bit more of a recluse. You know, you just want to stay at home, get comfortable, be on the couch and things like that. So I read that book at the start of the Yumika and I've changed a few things and I wanted to talk about a few things that I've changed to tap into my hormones and my energy levels and things like that. So I've just written down three things that I have changed this year. The first one is definitely tapping into my energy and my mood. So I have made a conscious decision not to book um, a lot of meetings, particularly no very important meetings or making big decisions during my bleed week. That's one thing that I don't do. Um, Obviously, if I have to, then I have to. But, like, I just find that my energy level is such that I just have CBF (laughs) about it. And I'm like, I want to be, you know me, I'm like, if I'm in a meeting, I want to be committed. I want to be full energy there. Um, So I'm not that. Um, The second thing that I've done is around nutrition. So I've really kind of, I was curious being, you know, we're scientists, being the scientist that I am, I was curious to kind of loosely follow these tables so for example I'm just gonna I'm just flicking through the book here everyone um for example she talks about you know the vegetables the type of vegetables that she recommends during bleed week are things like beets burdock I don't even know what burdock is what's burdock I don't know either yeah um the dulse hijiki that sounds like something Japanese Kale, kelp, kombu, mushrooms, wakimi, and water chestnuts. I feel like they're like high in iodine, especially yeah, like seaweed. Yeah. So that's the other thing. I kind of upped my um, seaweed intake. You know those dried seaweed packets that you can get. My daughter loves them too, so I'm like all in on that. Um, what are the other things that really resonated with me? Oh, lots of like beans so kidney beans and things like that sesame seeds sunflower seeds um and this is the big one because every single time I was like oh god I don't feel well and people thought I was mad like I I was out at a restaurant I'd order like half a dozen oysters Mm. I I don't know why I'm craving this but I'm craving this right 
And then you look on the table and in the seafood section, like in the menstrual phase, it has the longest list in the menstrual phase. All the other ones are like three, kind of three different seafoods. The menstrual phase, catfish, clam, crab, lobster, mussel, octopus, oyster, sardine, scallop, and squid. And I was like, oh, okay. Do you think, do you think that that's like, is it the magnesium or potassium? I forget which, or zinc. No, it's zinc, isn't it? In I like the oysters for zinc. Um, so that makes sense, but that's quite an intense craving, I would say. <laughs> Not an I, oyster. I've, I've always been like that. It's I don't know. But like reading this book has made me think about, you know, listening more to my body, listening more to my body. So um, in terms of nutrition, I try, I've been trying to meal prep because we all know, like, especially day one, day two, oh, my God, I have zero Fs to cook. I just don't have any desire to do anything. So I I try to, you know, meal prep a couple of days in advance. Like I'll do double batch of something. You know our motto, like cook oh once, God. eat 4,000 times. Never cook again. So for all those playing at home, if you are part of our FYC Village membership, so if you go onto our website, ifillyourcup.com, and you scroll down our homepage and you sign up um, to our village, you will get amazing recipes from Mika and I. And we did a, a newsletter. We send out a newsletter every Sunday night. And Mika shared a recipe from her mother-in-law, which was literally like cook once, eat four times. Like this recipe was just so versatile. What was it again? It was the um, chicken brodo. Chicken brodo. I just thought we have been making it all winter. Yeah. I had this secret. I was like, oh, I worked with that. It just made life so much easier. Yeah. For those who are wanting to cook at home because it saves time and money, well, it doesn't save time, but it saves money and, you know, healthier than going out typically. And it just really set me up for the week and it wasn't the same meal four nights in a row, but it just gave me, I went to the fridge and there was always something there. I could put together like a quick something for the kids for lunch or a quick dinner. And it was just, it really, yeah, cook once, eat many times, really. Oh my gosh. It's just such a lifesaver, I think. And you can add little bits and pieces. We're all about toppings. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a super versatile. And if you if you miss that recipe, you're not part of the village, get yourselves over to the village um, and sign up for the email. And if you want that recipe, just email us hello at ifillyourcup.com. And in the in the um in the heading section, just write, I want the chicken recipe, and I'll know what you're talking about. Yeah. I'll send it to you. You can email um, my phone call. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, the, I, oh, sorry, love, you go. Yeah, I was going to say the third thing that I've kind of implemented and because I used to be a bit of a gym freak before lockdown and that client clearly went out the window, but exercise. So I don't, like, bleed week, I'm not into really hitting the weights hard or running on a treadmill. Like I try to be a bit more kinder to myself and do, you know, a yoga session or, you know, something slow on the rower or go for a walk or something like that, especially uh, and day one, day two, I'm just not interested in exercising at all. <laughs> I'm like, you know, you know, roll out of bed and put my tracksuit pants on. To. Like I'm sure the book recommends like no exercise or very gentle exercise because your yes. body's working so hard in those, you know, especially early days. 
Exactly, exactly. And I'm just trying to find, yeah, and this is the lovely thing. So in the app, it actually gives you like reminders of like where you're at, what types of food to consume. Again, this is not sponsored in any way, shape or form. I just really, really like this kind of philosophy and it's working for me. So again, our philosophy at FYC is try it, experiment. If it works, great. If it doesn't, try something else. So go for your lives. Um, yeah, so in the um, for Bleed Week, yeah, they recommend two days of rest and then some yin yoga on day three, walking day four, some Pilates day five, and then walking and then rest again. So, you know, in times where, for example, like your ovulation phase, she's like hit the kettlebells, do hit, indoor cycling, boot camp class, kickboxing, power yoga, and then rest on Sunday. Like, so there's times where you, and I'm I'm not the only one who I, you know, kind of recalls going, oh, I feel like I've got lots of energy this week. Um, and I remember my personal trainer back in Melbourne, she was saying to me, um, there was this one particular exercise and she was really big on women's health. And she was saying to me, I'm going to give you this like, you know, program, but I want you to understand that depending on where you are in your cycle, you may come in and smash this. And then next week you'll put the same weights on and you won't be able to do like half the amount of reps. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, depending on where you're at in terms of like your estrogen levels and things like that, you're just not going to have the energy. So don't beat yourself up about it. And it, it like blew my mind, but also was unsurprising at the same time. Cause I was thinking back to, you know, my previous years in physical activity and gym and stuff thinking, my God, I just was so hard on myself on the gym going, oh my God, I can't believe that you came in and did this last week. And now like you're just having a terrible day or whatever. And I'm like, oh no, actually that's just my biology. I think it's so true and I think so much of what you're saying actually reminds me of, you know, how we need to look after the body and nurture it in early postpartum. Yes. You know, that, you know, the, the week where you have your period, like it's even coming back to the language, like it's one, it's not spoken about enough. No. Spoken about publicly. Like I'm just trying to think back to when I was in high school and my girlfriends used to use this like slang term to talk about it. Like it wasn't even the word was said you know, I've got my pee and it was very hush, you know, hush. I think so too. And I yeah. just, oh, but um, I agree. I think honoring your cycle and honoring where you're at. I, I think as women living in a very masculine world, we are expected to and expect from ourselves to be able to do the same thing week in and week out. Yeah. And you can try, but like you've said, it's just so much harder. So I'm a big one for tapping in and checking in how you feel. And, yeah, when you are menstruating, you need to be, you need to take it easy. You need easily digestible food, warming mm. foods, rest. This is exactly postpartum. And, again, I think more awareness to that being a huge requirement. And when you do do that rest, that's for a longer period of time, but you're pregnant for a very long time as well, what it gives back to you is huge and you will know the difference. So you would oh, see yeah. that, like, you know, once your period ends. And I'm just going to say as well, a period, a very healthy period is such a good sign of health of the body. And I think that's often dismissed or overlooked or so many women are just on the pill, which is a weird conversation for another day. Oh, and not yeah. I think that, you know, I, the body sends signals. Yeah. 
and you've got to read the messages or not. Um, so, yeah, I'm a big believer in all of above what you've said. I had a girlfriend who read that book a couple of years ago and she was like, oh. So I, got, I almost gave her permission to go, oh. So I can take a step back when I've got my period. Yes. And I have a break, even though I work with men and they'll still be going, I've got to look after me and I've yeah. got to pull back and plan accordingly. And it's just, yeah, I think it's a great thing to be talking about on the podcast today. I love the fact that you said it, it almost gave her permission to kind of do that. And that's what I felt as well. To me, it was that, oh, okay, that's why that's happening. I don't feel so guilty and bad about having those feelings and that need. Like to me, it's a need. Like the next one that I've got on my list is rest. Like I prioritize rest. And it also comes back to, you know, my Eva's five now. And so she kind of, she understands and I have conversations with her and I'm like, I've got my period this week. Mummy's going to need some more rest. And she's like, okay. And, you know, she still wants to be with me. But like I'll say to her, I just need to go have a lie down for 10 minutes on the bed. And she's like, can I sit with you? And I'm like, absolutely. So she sits with me. You know, she might have a book or an iPad. Don't judge me. (laughs) But like, you know, she understands and I am teaching her that it's okay to rest and acknowledge that your body needs to rest. And therefore I can be a better mother afterwards once I've rested and I'm not not like a crazy maniac running on like the smell of an oily rag. Like that's just crazy. No, I think I think that's so important, especially, you know, whether you have, you know, male or female kids, I think everyone needs an awareness yeah. on this, um, you know, and honouring your body. You cannot fight your physiology. So you may as well work with it. And I think a lot of women notice changes in their menstrual cycle after they've had kids. Yes. That I have. And the awareness becomes greater. And I think um, my mother-in-law who used to be a midwife, like she said, often women who have had, you know, troubles with their periods in terms of um, endometriosis and PCOS, like often after they have children, that improves. Yet the opposite can be true if you've had really smooth and easy periods after kids, you know, it can vary, mm. but it's often changed. Um, and so I think awareness is the first step, which just sounds like where you're at or you're past there because you're putting in things into place. But, yeah, I agree. I think letting kids know, letting friends know. Yes. Canceling, oh, I've got this plan, I'd like to do it, but I just don't feel like. Yeah. My favourite thing about motherhood that I learned, one of the many, is I could change my mind on, you know, mm-hmm. how I'm going to parent, how I'm going to feed. I'm going to breastfeed. I can change my mind and change it again. Yeah. Um, You can always cancel plans with me and tell me why and I will get it. Yes. Get yourself a village where you can be like, I've got my period today. Like I turned up, um, uh, you know, it was, (laughs) you know how it is. There's three families. We've all organized something. It's very difficult to get us like to be organized. And we had decided that everyone was coming to our house and, us mums were going to go to the movies. And, you know, that morning I wake up, four o'clock in the morning, got my period and I'm just like feeling very bloated and not cruisy at all. And like the first thing that I said to the girls was, I've got my period. I'm just not, like I'm coming, but like, (laughs) you know, I'm here physically, but maybe not mentally. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just like, yeah, 
not a problem. Like we just we just wanted to go out to the movies anyway. But yeah, get yourself a village where people are just like totally on the same level with you because it just makes things so much easier in the long run. And or it was okay. So what do you want me to bring to the house to kind of help out? Like don't don't be going to the shops this morning to get stuff for the kids or anything. And like everyone does, like everyone just chips in. Like that's what I love. Look, because that craving is so real for me. Like oh, yeah. I must say if I've not followed my diary and I'm not aware that my period's coming, I like eat yes. so much the night yes. or two days before and I'm like, I can't get full. I'm almost like that postpartum hunger, which yes. I love I love to eat. And I eat, 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 and I stuff myself and then the next <laughs> month, Hello. Um yeah. <laughs> realize, like, oh yeah, like that's almost up to uh, you know getting those extra calories in and yep. fueling energy reserves so then you can rest for the next few days. Yeah, it is. It is such a hallmark, <laughs> 100%. And it's always that aha moment. You're like, oh, my God, why did I just, like, eat like a complete savage right now? I was just like, oh. And speaking of the roast pork, like there's this beautiful kind of specialty grocer around the corner from me in Tassie called Hill Street. And um, for all my Tassie ladies listening, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And they do this wonderful, like their deli is just beautiful. And they cook these roast porks and roast chicken through the day. And it's across the road from the university. So lots of people come over to get their lunch and they do a roast of the day. Oh my God, Mika, I'm guaranteed to be there twice a week during bleed week because the roast pork and just that slow roasted veggies and everything. And I'm like, yes, yes. Give me all the things. I want to start coming. The day that I discovered it, I was like, I actually audibly squealed in the middle of the shop. I was like, oh, my God, you're telling me I can get, like, you know, uh, a meal-sized portion of roast pork whenever I like, you know, not have to cook it all myself and all this other stuff. It was so, 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 so. so Ever lost you to Tassie now, I can tell. <laughs> um, Everyone's just got to move for Hill Street. <laughs> I think another moment for me where I might realise or before I've realised where I'm in my cycle is if I have a moment where I'm not parenting the way that I'd like to parent. Oh, uh, yeah at my daughter or just like something irritates me that I normally can be fine with and I and I think again like in postpartum and you know with your cycle it's just it's okay yeah stopping checking in why is this happening like you know like we do with our kids when they have big emotions you stop take a breath try and work out what's going on break it down but that's 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 happened for me because it took quite a while for my cycle to come back post baby number two yeah I love long-term breastfeeding thanks to our lactation cookies (laughs) I want to ask you a question about having those conversations with your daughter because um your daughter's a year younger than Eva and so I feel like I'm at the stage now where I'm starting to really um really be quite honest with her in the sense that like I did it this morning and I I just said to her like I was getting quite flustered you know that organized for school type thing and I I just said Eva I'm getting really frustrated right now I just need to take a second and she looked at me and she's like 
she actually like really engaged. She's like, what's frustrating you, mummy? And I said, there's just a lot of mess going on and I feel like I'm saying the same thing over and over again and no one's listening to me. And she's like, you could see the cogs moving. And she was like, okay. And she did this beautiful thing where she just like stood back and gave me space. And then about five minutes later, she came and she put her arm on me and she said, are you still frustrated, mummy? And I said, no, I'm okay now. And she's like, okay. Um, And I always do this advocating thing for like, come on, everyone. It's a team. Like, you know, get your team hats on. You know, we're doing breakfast now, whatever. And she's like, let's work as a team and we'll tidy up. And I'm just like, oh, my God. (laughs) Like, I'm not trying to, like, blow smoke up my own bum here, but I'm just like, I feel like sometimes we assume that our children, because they are so young, that they don't really know what's going on. But I also am of the opinion that if you treat them and speak to them with respect and understanding and, like, be quite truthful, like, with emotions, like, I'm feeling really frustrated right now, that they are quite in tune with what's going on as well, right? What, like, are you, and I know, I just, I don't think I was having, I really don't think I was having those conversations with her at four, Do you feel like, like, where are you at with that? Well, firstly, I just want to say, can you please blow smoke? Because (laughs) I'm serious. I think we're very easy to undervalue. Talk it up because parenting is the hardest job in the world and you are doing a great job. Oh, thank you. (laughs) So your daughter, and I know we read the books and we do the research because we love it, but I'm serious. I think you know, naming the emotions. And I agree. I think being honest and truthful with them. I'd say our, yeah, our conversations are much more basic at this stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do, you know, I had a moment recently where I thought it was going to come up because I still can barely go to the toilet on my own and I thought yeah. she was going to say something and ask a question. And Yes. I want to talk about that in a second. Yes. And I'm just like... I love my kids, but sometimes I just want to go to the bathroom, especially when you're feeling like shite. Yeah. Just do all of your feminine hygiene without two kids standing there watching you. Yes. <laughs> or a child standing there watching you. Like mum's is amazing. Like you're so lonely, but you're never alone at yeah. times. <laughs> um, that was a recent thing for us, but the questions didn't come up. So I use the language of like mummy needs a rest. And I am all for role modelling. I can't do it all. I don't want to do it all all the time because that's going to make her think that's what she needs to do. Um, it's going to make my son think that's what women do. That's my interpretation of it and I could be wrong. Um, so, yeah, rest. I just need rest. I'm feeling tired and taking time out and being gentle and, I, I don't know, trying to make it fun. Maybe it is we sit down and watch a bit of, you know, a TV show and a cuddle. Um, but I think so too. I think trying to verbalize those feelings to her and like if I do snap which I did recently I went back and I said it had nothing to do with you mm-hmm. mummy was very frustrated and angry and tired and emotional and I could keep going it wasn't you because I, I remember as a child when I got yelled and snapped at and I just you don't know what's happened it's confusing, yeah but you feel like it's all you and I just that's very important to me so our language is more basic um but I think it's great to talk about it because it is normal and yeah. you know, you'll be having a conversation 
you know. <laughs> well, I feel like we're almost there. Speaking of like trying to go to the toilet by yourself in particular when you've got your period. So one of the, like my last, my last point of like almost like preparation for my monthly bleed. And again, this is not sponsored, but Moddy Body period underwear has revolutionized my life. A hundred percent. Do you wear them? You sent me the link and I have never done any of that before. Oh my God. Mika, Mika. I will do it. I trust I trust you. It is, and for all those playing at home, it is, and if you have if you've been living under a rock or whatever whatever it or is. Or you've got a newborn baby. Yes. <laughs> this is true also. But again, if you have a newborn baby and you're bleeding, you definitely want these. So they're literally, they look like underwear and you just wear them when you bleed. It's and amazing. I- you just wash them. So what I do is like, so I'll have them on. And when I get in the shower, I literally rinse them out in the shower in the morning and then you wash them afterwards. So you do need quite a few, right? You wear more than one pair a day. Yes. Okay. Yes. So Uh, I do. So you do wash them. But the thing is like I've never really been a tampon girl. I I feel like something (laughs) happened in my youth where – because, you know, I'm like a bit of a um, weirdo when it comes to chemicals and stuff. I think, like, in my subconscious, something happened when they told me about toxic shock syndrome. And I was like, oh, my God, what? And so ever since then I was like, oh, very adverse to them whatsoever. And, like, you know, wearing a pad is not the nicest thing in the world and then when I discovered Moddy Body Pants I was like okay I'm gonna give this a go and it felt strange in the beginning only because like it felt like just putting on a pair of undies and I was like oh my god is this gonna leak everywhere what's going on oh my god oh my god not a single leak nothing they are literally like wearing underwear it's amazing and i'm gonna blow your mind mika are you ready i'm ready they recently came out with bathers oh that's so clever and that is where i was very skeptical i was like oh my god i don't know how i feel about this and we went away on holidays and um (laughs) i don't know about you but typically i will ensure that if it's like, you know, a nice holiday, I will plan not to go on my period, okay? I didn't have a choice this time. We had a particular time of the year that we had to go because my husband was then travelling on for business, so we had to go the week beforehand. Guess who had their period scheduled for that week? And I was fuming and I was like, oh, my God, this is just outrageous. What am I going to do? And, okay, we were going to Hawaii, so, you know, news is out. And so I'm like, well, I'm going to be in the pool every day. This is just crazy. I bought the Moddy Body swimwear. I just bought the bottoms and they were amazing. Mm. It was so good and it was the first time And I feel like I need to write a letter to these people. It was the first time I'd been on a holiday when I had my period and I didn't 
feel like my holiday is ruined. You know? And it gave me this opportunity to still go in the pool with my daughter. Like I still would have. Like I would have used a tampon and all that kind of stuff. But because I just don't, I don't know, I just don't like using them. They just gave me this freedom and flexibility and all that kind of stuff. And I like completely MacGyvered this as well because I didn't, you could, I'm like a one-piece girl, okay? I'm a mom. I'm 37 years old. I'm a one-piece girl. <laughs> Gone are the bikini days, okay? But then I was like, they were only selling the bottoms. And I was like, okay, how am I going to do this? So I literally put the Moddy Body undies on first and then put my bathers over the top. And because I've got like the 1950s style ones where it's kind of like, you know, the cropped um, thing that properly cover my bum because I'm not Kim Kardashian. It was amazing. Like, bang, done. Oh, I will have to check that out. We're definitely going to have to check them out. They're great. I, like, it's just. like they're sponsoring today's episode. I know they do. And they they probably should. They probably should. But having said that, though, so speaking about having, this is, I'm going to go full circle. Don't worry, people. We're coming back to what we were actually talking about, which is having the conversation with your children about your period. So obviously I don't really have access to um, a washing machine in a hotel room in Hawaii, right? And, and so I had to, you know, I bought washing powder with me and I was doing like a bit of hand washing each day with my undies. And my daughter was like perplexed and she's like, what the? She's like, what are you doing, mum? And I was like, mummy has her period, you know, this is what happens. I use these undies, da, da, da. And so we've had this conversation. And she's seen me in the toilet before and obviously, you know, there's blood. You know, she sees it. She's like, oh, my God, what is that? Are you okay? And I'm like, it's okay. This is very natural. All, um, you know, Thing. all girls will go through this. And then, you know, the conversation, I don't want that, Mum. Oh. Because, because we associate blood with, like, trauma. When really, like as you were saying before, having a period is a sign of good health, like good women's health. Um, and it's so not painful and exactly always yeah. things again is not the way it should be, but it's so common that I think people think it's normal. Yes, so true. And again, not a plug, but since I've been following like the kind of recommendations that Alyssa Vitti have has in her book, you know, tuning in with the exercise and the energy levels and the food and things like that. I used to be really quite crampy and have these really quite strong, painful um, stomach cramps probably the day before and on day one. And they have just really subsided. I don't know what it is. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe like I'm I'm less stressed or something like that. But since I've really been tapping into like what's going on in my body, things have started to just dissipate a lot. And I find that I find it very interesting. I know we're N equals one, you know, but like I find it very right. interesting. Yeah. I um I agree. I think your period is meant to just show up. It's yeah. not supposed to, you know, be this long, you know, week of PMS beforehand or a few days of PMS beforehand, which is tough. But just 
quickly on those two points, I was just going to say in terms of if you're talking about washing your body, body um, swimwear, my, what am I, I don't think it's in that book. I think it's in another book that my girlfriend read and was raving about as well. She said that they recommend washing your underwear by hand all month long, but particularly through ovulation because then you can sort of track an idea of your cervical mucus. Which oh, again, yeah. I said the words that no one likes to talk about. <laughs> don't make this a plug, but it's true. And I think All you need to drop now is the word moist and, like, <laughs> we're going to be cancelled. <laughs> um, you know, but that's the word and it's there for a reason and yeah. it actually you're wanting to get pregnant or not it's something that you really should be aware of but yes. I thought that was really I, it stuck with me and I'm not I don't do it yet because at the moment I'm loving the convenience of a washing machine but <laughs> I there's something beautiful about you know hand washing and being aware of your cycle as a woman um yeah. ovulation time when things do change down there and I hated all that yeah campaign a few years ago that was all like my knickers are dry do you I don't need to wear a panty liner. It was like a big thing and all these health issues were like, if your knickers are dry all month long, like there's something wrong. Yeah, Um, absolutely. And just quickly, I will say, because you mentioned chemicals before and tampons. Yes. Any sanitary products, please be using organic cotton tampons, organic cotton pads if you can afford or have access to them. There is a lot of chemicals that you do not want to put in such intimate places. Um, but quickly, can I circle back and ask if you've ever used the menstrual cup? Because I meant to ask that earlier when you were saying. Nah, I just, yeah, there's something about it. I'm like, mm-mm, nah, I'm not interested. <laughs> well, I, just, I think it's such a lovely thing. I don't know if I've even had some of these conversations with some of my closest girlfriends because it's not. Yeah, I had a friend who used one and I think she was like obviously an advocate for it. But um no, it's never really taken my fancy, to be honest. Yeah, I think when when the Moddy Body Pants came out, I was like, oh, okay, I will try to be this adventurous. <laughs> and like, but everyone that I've recommended them to and who has like actually gone and done them, I'm looking at you, Mika, um, has loved them, never looked back. And you know what? You're saving yourself. They're quite, look, it's an expensive outlay in the beginning, but you are saving so much money in the long run and it's better for the environment and, you know, there's no chemicals and once you've got them, you've got them. Like they're, they're fantastic. I just, I wear them, I wear them all the time. And you know what? They're really good when you go to the gym because if you sweat, then you don't have like this weird like camel toe sweat patch either. I'm just googling them and there's like teen maternity yes everything so we need to be talking about this with our mums yes absolutely yeah absolutely and this is what I love also like the fact that they're making it accessible for teens as well because honestly like I think Eva's already on board she's just like oh yeah that looks great like I'm just gonna wear those when that happens Well, that's the thing, though. I think being comfortable with something that works for you because, you know, early days is tough. But, all right, I'm definitely going to check them out. I don't think they're ridiculously expensive, to be honest. I think, yeah, as a long run. I mean, obviously they're more expensive than a regular pair of underwear. Yeah, underwear well, so yeah like- in terms of, like, if you were to, um, are we still getting taxed for tampons? I can't. <laughs> like, oh, no, we, 
No, I think they got rid of it. They, we, we did get rid of it, didn't we? We finally, <laughs> we, we finally won that fight. Um, but nevertheless, you know, I don't think sanitary pads and tampons are exactly cheap either. So if you did the math over a year, um, I, I still think that you're winning. It's just the hassle of going to buy them too. Exactly. Um, and these are just sitting in your drawer ready to rock and roll. Exactly. With my modern cloth nappies. I never run out. They're just there. But, um, yes. Um, all right. Great. I will check them out. Um, Amazing. I might do a wrap-up for my top five things to do, everyone. Go for it. First of all, get in touch with your mood and energy. Try not to take important meetings during your menstrual cycle. Um, in particular, don't ask for a promotion, which is what I did one time quite stupidly um, and got knocked back. Let's just say <laughs> it ended in tears. So, yep, don't have important meetings. Um, <laughs> nutrition, meal prep, the week before, like, double up, triple up on some recipes the week before, put them in the freezer, make sure they're warm, restorative meals that like super comfort food, like, like casseroles. Our dal mix? Oh, yes, like our dal mix. Our cookies? Yeah, that too. Sorry, I have to plug because they are. <laughs> perfect. They are perfect. They are perfect. Um, be gentle on your exercise. So that's number three, you know, slow walk, some yoga if you feel like it, some stretching as well. Number four, rest, rest. And when you've done resting, do some more resting um, and take some time. Talk to your kids about it if you need to. Like talk to your partner, like, you know, get everyone on board. Let's preach. Uh, I've got no. my period. Everyone get on board with this. Like, Stop, like, let's stop trying to do it all and just listen to our bodies. And number five, get yourself a pair of period, period pants like Moddy Bodies. They will revolutionise your life. That is it. Thank you Bye. so much for coming along, everyone. We will be doing our check-in Tuesday podcast episodes. Bye for now. Bye. If you loved this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a review. If you know someone out there who would also love to listen to this episode, please hit the share button so they can benefit from it as well. Thank you for listening to The Science of Motherhood. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Science of Motherhood. If you would like to contact us, we are at ifillyourcup.com or you can DM us at ifillyourcup underscore via Instagram. You can find all of our services including our postpartum in-home care and our fill your freezer meal delivery service as well through both those channels. Thanks so much for listening.